if you want to bring more people, do, but make sure they're down to fuck because we don't want spectators. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, you might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guest today is joining us from Texas, the big state of Texas. Chris is 64. He is retired from pharmaceutical sales. His wife is T. She's a massage therapist. They've been together nine years, married for seven. She was a nudist originally. Wow. Well, things are starting to make sense for me now because he tells me they've been in the lifestyle for nine years and have been together nine years. Chris, welcome to the show. Um, So I'm assuming then that you met her in some sort of kinky atmosphere. Actually, to tell you the truth, we met on a vanilla site. I believe it's 50 and up people uh, just basically meet people their own age. And um, this actually came up on our second date. Uh, We were driving down the road and she said, well, I have something to tell you. Uh, I lived on a nudist resort for 14 years. And I said, oh, that's fine. I said, well, I have something to tell you. I said, I played as a single man in lifestyle after my first marriage and mostly with couples, but uh, I'd really like to re-enter that. And I'm hoping that whoever I end up with, that will be something that we get to do together. And um, she said, yeah, let's try it. I, I'm, I'd be oh. down with that. So, Okay. Had she ever been, like, had she had any experience? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Uh, let's talk about your marriage. First of all, you've only been married one time before. Uh, actually twice before. Okay. And And I was a serial cheater and, um, that was not going to work if I was going to be in another relationship. So with nothing to lose, I just laid it all up front, but she, fortunately she got that off, off to a great start. And she did it. She uh, told me her, her big secret and her big reveal first. So, uh, it was natural after that and just Mm -hmm. flowed ever since. Okay. So then in your two marriages, had you tried to kind of talk about your fantasies and, and to see if the, the wives were on board? Uh, they pretty much made it very, very clear that they thought they found this lifestyle disgusting. Um, and okay, but you yeah, had talked about it. We never, I, I kind of would bring it up just because kind of a joke, kind of just to throw off, say, oh, wouldn't that be something? Or if, or if one of my wives were to say, wow, he's really attractive. And, oh, well, you want me to go, go up and see if he wants to, wants to, you know, have some fun. And, and they, and they would always kind of just brush that off. But um, I was half serious, half joking. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So no, it was never a possibility with my first two marriages. Well, not that you think of, because you were kind of half joking and you don't know if the wife was thinking, God, is this a test? What if I, what if I say yes? And he gets pissed off. Actually, like, you, Lena, you know what? Never- Actually, Lena, I had this secret desire that I had actually hoped that my first two wives would cheat on me because 
they would understand what I was going through and, you know, the need for variety. I'm just not built to be a, built to be a monogamous person. And, um, fortunately I, I, I didn't think we we're neither one of us thought we were going to be married again. My, my wife jokes to me often that I was just supposed to be her boy toy and she was basically supposed to be the same for me. However, we, we obviously connected on a bigger level than just being lifestyle partners. And, um, the rest, as they say, is history, and we've not looked back. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, though, you really never had an, a, a serious talk with either of your former wives about this. No, I didn't dare broach that. I, uh, Being in sales and marketing for 35 years, you're taught how to read people, and I'm sure you as a former reporter, the same thing. You can probably read someone to tell you, if, you know, how they feel about a mm-hmm. certain thing or if they're being truthful with you or not. But, um, I, yeah, I just knew after a while, especially with my first wife, that she was a total prude. And mm-hmm. with my second wife, I think she liked other things, namely alcohol, more than she was mm. interested in sex. So it was, I had a long-term relationship in my second marriage and um, uh, was unbelievable. It was the most amazing uh, person as far as on a sexual level I had ever met. But um how long did yeah. that last? So you're talking about like um, like a committed affair? Correct. I, it, and this was the irony of it. With her, it was the first time I was ever monogamous in my life because hmm. I was so into this person. She was so amazing. I didn't even desire sex with my with my second wife because I I was actually <laughs> actually wanted to be faithful to her, and I, it was kind of a convoluted thing, but, um, fortunately T is very understanding about that. And I laid all the cards on the table when we were, um, in fact, it was a funny story. We had to move back North for a couple of years and, um, she and I kind of left things unresolved and T had said to me, well, why don't you go see her one last time? And why don't you guys go have fun one last time? So I texted her. I said, Hey, if you want to, I'm, I'm moving, you know, if you want to get together one more time for old time's sake, I'd be more than happy to, but it'd be great to see you again. And she said, yes. And then we both agreed, okay, we're never going to see each other again after that. So, um, but, yeah. But so you hooked up again. We did, we did hook up again. Yes. And it, what, to be honest with you, it wasn't quite as, as fulfilling as it was before, because now that I had tea, uh, I, I kind of had something, in my life that filled a little bit of a space that I don't even want to go out and, and I mean, my wife has given me something so wonderful here with this lifestyle something I've been looking for my entire life that I just have no desire. We know people that have done that, gone behind their, their spouse's back and then fell in love with somebody else. And that's just totally frowned upon. Even, even in the DTF lifestyle, it's, it's pretty frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, for everyone who has virgin ears listening right now, what, what's DTF? DTF is what's known as it's a component of the lifestyle that's down to fuck. Mm. Basically, the way it works is you've got clubs, you've got house parties, you have hotel parties, etc., big gatherings. This is a specific set group of people, and we have two right now. We have one in the in the DFW area, and then we have. Uh, one where we just rotate part, ho- hotel parties or house parties between DFW, Houston, Austin, and Waco. And um, 
it's just a group of folks. We all know each other. We've all been together multiple times and it's basically just a free for all. You get in, you, you come into the party. Usually there's an hour of socialization or so, depending upon whose parties we go to. But I mean, I've been playing within 10 minutes before. So, um, mm. yeah. So it, it, it's got all kinds of different uh, flavors and feels to it. And the problem we were finding when we go to the big parties, big hotel takeovers or the clubs is that, I mean, people had to get just uh, drunk beyond belief before they'd even start playing. And most of the people were lookers or as T calls them, looky loose. Um, and weren't there. Now we have, we're now we're in the DTF lifestyle. We do have actual hosts of parties that tell us if you want to bring more people do, but make sure they're down to fuck because we don't want spectators. We want mm -hmm. everybody to be full participants. So mm -hmm. the, the groups kind of, you, you may get a few new couples here and there, but it's mostly the same core group of people that all hit it off. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Okay. So I, okay. This is what I'm hearing though. Um, I've always thought that DTF was, you know, like when you meet strange people, people you don't know and, and you're okay hooking up rather than developing any kind of friendship or relationship. Oh, that works. But too. we do that. Right. Too. So, but, but so you guys uh, call yourself the DTF group, but you, you actually have a friendship. You've known each other for some time. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. but we we okay. do we have also had some some DTF moments where say we go to a resort like a hedonism or uh, we went to Naughty in New Orleans a couple of years ago and um, hooked up with a couple of different couples we've never met there. So um, yeah, if the other couple's willing, I mean, for example, we're at a new nudist resort this summer, and my wife allows me to play separately. I would be totally down with her doing the same, but she doesn't want to. Uh, it's almost kind of a reverse stag vixen type thing. And we were at a uh, nudist resort this summer and there was this younger guy she was talking with and they were really, I could tell they were attracted to each other. And I just said to her, you know, there's a playroom right over there. Why don't you guys go have some fun? And she was, she said, well, we'll just see how it goes. So she's not quite as, into that as I am, but, um, I, I am allowed to play on my own. Like if she goes out of town, in fact, she'll set the dates up. She set one up for me last weekend. So. Um, okay. So you're, you're more DTF than she is. Yes. Although she is, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll have, if we're entertaining, you know, three or four couples, I mean, she's always the first one getting things started normally. If we're at a mm -hmm. house party, um, she's usually the first one to close off and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Okay, then um, again, I'm 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 really going to dig into this DTF thing, sure. Chris. Sure. Um, when you meet up with somebody, like if so, if they're just like a warm body and and, and they're willing, you're, you're willing, or do you have to have some kind of a connection? I'm willing if I I can can fathom in my head that they actually want to be there too. I mean, if it's just somebody that's like, oh yeah, okay, just another guy, I'll just lay back, you know, just lay there and not really interact or anything, then yeah, that's, then performance issues do come up. But um, I have- So they have to be enthusiastically DTF. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, like, but what about, 
Any kind of chemistry or attraction required for you? Lena, that's a really good point you bring up. And that was uh, a really big learning experience for me since T and I have been together and been doing this is that women I may have found unattractive in the past, say maybe a little bit overweight or maybe not the right hair and whatever. The lifestyle has changed all that for me in that there's sexiness in every woman. I mean, every woman I've I, I've seen and and the ones I've had great times with were women I may not even have thought about going to to uh, approach, but we had mind blowing sex. And then there are others where they're very very beautiful women and they just lay there. They don't. Okay, they, they don't I have attract. a I, I have a theory. I have a theory. Okay, I'd love to hear it. Well, and I just had this conversation the other day with a girlfriend who is trying to decide between these two guys, okay? One guy we're pretty sure is probably cheating on his wife, even though he says he's not. And then the other guy is just kind of not attractive. Uh, and I said, you know, why don't you, why don't you give him a test drive? Because I've always heard that people who really aren't as attractive may be better in bed. I don't know if it's because they... They've had to try harder. They've had mm-hmm. to hone their skills. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my friends have said that they believe people who aren't as attractive are normally better in bed. You know, you, you and I think exactly alike, but I, I have to watch how I say that and when I say that because it almost <laughs> sounds sexist from, coming from my point of view. It's probably the way right. I say it too. Right. But, um, well, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, so very interesting. Okay. So you meet this wonderful woman on a vanilla dating site. She is a nudist. You tell her you're in the lifestyle. She goes, Hey, let's give it a try. What was your first experience together in the lifestyle? Our first experience together was a local club here in Dallas since closed. It was a small hole in the wall place, but they had these really cool three themed playrooms. One was called the Bordello Room, which had the the sheer curtains. And basically people could come by and look and everything. And then there was a room called, I forget what it was. They were all New Orleans themed. But the other one was kind of an open room. You could, you could uh, watch people. I didn't like that room because I hate it when people talk and just are having a conversation while I'm having sex. I kind of <laughs> distracting. And uh, that one was... But the, the one we loved the most, and even from the first time, we both, that's where we found our exhibitionist side, was the mirror room. They had a seat, they had a row of like 20 chairs, mirrors everywhere, two or three couples, there could be up to five or six playing, and um, you were there to put on a show. And we both are big time exhibitionists. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly she was, and you knew that, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And- um, you know, whether we're in hedonism in Jamaica or we're at a club here, we're at a party. Yeah. We're, we're okay. down anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so you guys ended up uh, getting married. Yes. Yes, we did. Nobody in my family and, you know, she, she really has no family left, but my family was a bit, it was a bit of a head scratcher. So I, I finally told my brothers, you know, they know what I do. They know what we do. Oh. And um, 
I said, look, you know what? You guys both know you knew about all my past es escapades and you know I can't be faithful and live that kind of life. So, you know, I don't know why you guys are so all of a sudden they're disgusted. You know, they were as big of pervs as I was growing up, but right. all of a sudden they're <laughs> disgusted by it. So whatever. I mean, no, we, we just this is the path we're on and we're not really going to worry about what other people think. Yeah. You know, I heard that from an earlier guest that his family members, his friends were more okay with him cheating than they were with him being ethically non-monogamous. And mm -hmm. it made no sense to him, mm -hmm. um, which is, I don't know, I guess I kind of understand it because people are more accustomed to infidelity, mm -hmm. which is like, that's too bad, right? They're more accustomed to infidelity than they are to like ethical non-monogamy. A hundred percent. And that's why, in fact, when we, the club I just told you about that we used to attend here, the first couple we ever played with were, were a very attractive couple. We really hit it off with them. Great. Um, the wife and his wife and I, especially, I mean, it was every time we got together, it was just, we couldn't keep our hands off each other, but we'd always drive separate from dinner to the club. And uh, T he, he, would go with him and she would come with me. And um, he used to unload on T how he met this one other woman playing and he was in love with her. And, you oh. know, he wasn't really sure how much he wanted to play with T. He did a little bit, but that, that just fizzled out after a while. And then she eventually found out. And then that, that marriage for him subsequently broke up too. So, yeah, oh. but he's still part of our our, our group. It's kind of it's yeah. kind of funny. He's got a new woman, and I, I can actually say that I've played with two of his wives. So, okay. <laughs> um, your your DTF group here is it uh, all couples, or do you have to be a couple to be part of the group? No, uh, mostly couples. Probably about 80% couples. Then they will invite a couple of unicorns, of course, single ladies. Oh. And um, also, actually, this is a new phenomenon I didn't know existed in the lifestyle before I got into it either. We know two or three couples that have a designated unicorn that comes to all their parties. We have one in particular. It's kind of hot, actually, I think. She's a cute, very, very beautiful little petite young lady. And uh, she's like a third with this one couple we know from, from Southern Texas that she goes to all their parties with him. She's married. Her husband wants nothing to do with it, but he- He's okay. He, full permission. You be with as many guys as you want and cool. you know, come home tonight, come home tomorrow. And yeah, that, so we found two or three couples that actually have that. And it would be kind of cool to have something like that, but you know, I'm not out pursuing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you do a lot of, uh, you do a lot of full swap. What, what else do you guys do? T doesn't mind me playing on my own. And if I find somebody, for example, she was out of uh, town at a bicycle race last summer for a week. She went to Colorado, I think. And um, she said, well, you might as well set up a date for the week because I'm going to be gone a whole week. And I know you're not going to be able to, you know, control yourself a whole week. So I said, okay. <laughs> so I, when I, when I just met at a party, a unicorn, I said, Hey, my wife's out of town. You have full permission. Here's a number. If you want to call her and verify, um, you want to get together this week. And she said, sure. So we did. And then this past weekend, 
Um, a couple that's kind of in flux. I don't know where they're at right now. I think they're split up living separately. She came in for massage therapy and T set the date up as she was leaving because she hadn't, I guess, had any male companionship in a while. And she, T said basically, well, I'm going to be riding Saturday. Chris is going to be home doing nothing. Why don't you guys go out on a date? at each other okay yeah that sounds good so we did yeah it was fun and it was that's where and i always i love that my favorite part of your introduction to your show is always that part where the lady says oh yeah i I want him to go out and give it to her and then i want to get it the same way she got it when when i come Uh home and that's what we had saturday i mean Mm -hmm. i was so ready for t to come home after I was basically warmed up on Saturday and it was, it was pretty, pretty hot. So mm. I, I'd like to so do then, a lot more on that. So after all these years, even though you're in like an open marriage, you still have this, so that reclamation thing is still a thing for you guys. I love that. That I, I find that so hot. In fact, I would like my dream scenario, although I know she wouldn't do this and I wish she was by too, but she's not, which is bad for me. But, you know, I want her to be comfortable. But, um, yeah, I, I would love for her to do what, you know, go to a party without me and maybe have three or four partners and then come home and tell me all about it. And, yeah, that would be pretty hot. But we do it. We always do everything together when it comes to lifestyle for the most part, if it's a couple's thing, that I, I don't see her ever doing that. But that's okay. I'm not going to. You know, obviously, I want her to be comfortable. I want this to keep going. Right. So you do full swap. You do. Uh, have you ever done like MFM? Uh, by accident at parties, yes. I we Whoa. have done that before. By accident. Yeah, but well, not well, not, not, D- there. <laughs> not a DP or anything like that. But I mean, mm. like a male, female, male, where we're playing, and then somebody comes in and joins in. Um, she's not real, really, really big on that. She's a more of a one-to-one person. Now she'll have three to three or four partners in a night. I think five is her the most she's ever had. Um, and she'll but be one fine. At a time. Yes, one at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it, it sounds like this is something that like you've only gotten closer. Hundred percent. I've never been more satisfied in my sexual life. Uh, you know, it took me to age 60 to get there, but uh, I've never been happier in my sexual life. More satisfied, more discerning in, in how I choose partners. Or I think the th- whole thing that, that went away from me was automatically seeing attractive women, woman and thinking, oh, I wonder what she looks like naked. I wonder how good she is in bed. That's gone now. It's just, it, it, it's just there's not that sense of urgency that I have to be in all that, that I'm missing something. I'm not missing anything anymore. Hmm. Okay, very good. How do people uh, learn about the group or maybe get inducted into this group? Well, we're on a site called SDC. Uh, With the different swinging hotbeds around the country, I mean, you've got California, Arizona, Vegas. The Cassidy site seems to be more of a thing on the West Coast. SDC.com is more of a thing in the middle of the country. And then there was another site I was on when we were back in Michigan. So it's on SDC.com. And our group is called uh, DT, Texas DTF Party Peeps. 
Thanks for listening to Consenting Adults. If you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and get in touch with us on social media. I'm at Lena Wynn TV on Twitter, or you can look up the show at Consent Adults, or simply go to consentingadultshow.com and get in touch with us there.